We talk a lot on this podcast about chess improvement, but when it comes to improving your hiring processes, Indeed is the platform you need. Indeed has over 350 million global monthly visitors, and it has a matching engine that helps you find quality work candidates fast. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with your candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Years ago, when I was running a chess teaching business, I found it hard to find good help, and I had to go through a lot of back and forth to even screen potential candidates. Indeed allows you to do those things efficiently in one place. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed for hiring, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Perpetual Chess will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility if you go to Indeed.com slash chess. Just go to Indeed.com slash chess right now, and you'll be supporting our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, Indeed.com slash chess. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Johnson, and this is the Perpetual Chess Podcast. On Perpetual Chess, I have weekly conversations with the chess world's best players, promoters, and educators about their lives, careers, current projects, and best practices. For more information, go to perpetualchesspod.com. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Young Yu and Christopher Yu, who recently became the youngest national master in U.S. chess history. And he's been making some headlines for his announcing work in the Pro Chess League. So thanks for coming on, uh, father and son. Thank you. Uh, I'm pretty excited to, to have you guys. And uh, Christopher, you've already, as I was saying, you've already gotten some hardcore fans. I mean, I'm sure there are kids, even kids older than you, who may look up to you based on what you've done. Uh, and now there are adults who, who really enjoy your enthusiasm for chess uh, in the Pro Chess League. Um, so thanks for your contributions to that. Um, so, Chris, uh, you recently earned the master title. In the USCF master title, for those listening from abroad, is a USCF rating of 2200, which is reasonably comparable to FIDE. So congrats on that achievement, Chris. Um, how, uh, how did it feel when that happened? Very good, especially because a few days earlier I actually – blundered a rook in a completely winning position where I could have done it there. So. Oh wow, and and it was pretty 
you were pretty close in terms of breaking the record. Is that right? Yeah, I uh, fell short like by a few rating points a couple times, not quite making it, but I finally actually made it. With two days to spare. Two days to spare. That's amazing. That's great. Well, I, I hope you're enjoying it, and I know that you're still still plugging away. Obviously, hopefully, you're just getting started in chess. So, Young, I read an interesting interview with you on uh, Lee Chess Ledger, but for those who – a lot of people probably won't have seen it. So, let's get into your background a little bit. Uh, you were born in South Korea and came to the U.S. Uh, as a young boy. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, my family came over when I was five years old. Um, but I grew up mostly in the Midwest. Uh, we live in California now. Okay, and did you? I know that you you say you're a chess enthusiast. Did you play as a kid? Yeah, I did. I, I'm not sure when I started, but I, probably around nine, ten, and I played as a kid, but not not in tournaments, but not until college, where I played in at my college club and and, and a few tournaments. Okay, and is to your knowledge, is there much chess in South Korea? Oh no, yeah. no. There's, I think we found one grandmaster of Korean descent who actually grew up in Kazakhstan and lives in Moscow now. Uh, but really, chess is not played in Korea because uh, the, the game of Go there is very popular, as well as various strategy video games like uh, StarCraft and. Uh, also, there's a Korean variant of chess called Changi that's uh, popular, but nobody really plays Western go Western chess in Korea. Okay, and Young, did you have any games players in your family, whether Go or other games? No, just me. I play Scrabble. I used to play uh, uh, tournament Scrabble. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, did you uh, you played in the U.S. I gather? Uh, yeah, in the U.S. Did you travel for it? Yeah, to like nationals, I would travel. Um, I wouldn't travel to like world competitions, but I could travel. Yeah, I would. Travel. Okay, and uh, and Christopher, we're gonna get to you. Don't worry. But uh, but uh, young, uh, what what do you do for a living? I used to be a software engineer, but I'm retired. Okay. Um. Good. Good for you. Yeah, it's nice. And now you're uh, helping out Christopher with his chess. Yes. Yes, and I'm homeschooling him as well. Okay. So uh, I know I mentioned this one um on a previous episode, but uh. You know, Greg Shahadi has pointed out that a lot of the best young uh, American chess players are homeschooled. And uh, previous guest, Nazi Pakidzi, who's one of the best uh, woman players in the country, uh, eventually stopped going to school. So I know it's a common thing for top young chess players. So, Young, I was curious how you design a curriculum for Christopher and how much chess you're able to fit into it. Well, so um, we use an online um, program called um, Time for Learning. And um, so that's how he does his homeschooling. The, what we augmented was outside uh, sports classes as well as other classes. Like um, he used to take creative writing um, with some other homeschool kids as well as uh, choir. We're not doing that right now, but he has lots of sports. Okay. And how much time does he need to spend on academics versus the time he's able to spend on chess? Um, well, it varies like two to three hours of day of the online stuff and then augments it with others academic stuff outside of that but as for chess that varies from on the weekdays anywhere from like two to four hours uh, a day okay that sounds pretty good and christopher i know that you used to be in school and now you're homeschooled so how how do you compare the two it used to be not quite as much time for chess uh 
uh, finished later, but after I did all my homework and stuff, we would do a lot of, then we would do all the chess, but these days we have a lot of more time for lessons and with our um, GM coach, Melikachian. He's from Southern California, around the LA area, and and um, he works on mostly positional stuff, but some calculation too. So, but we do most of the positional stuff with him. Okay, and how many um, how many hours a week are you working with with Coach Kachian? One to two usually. Lately, it's been one and a half hour a, a week. Okay, and does he give homework on top of that? Uh, no. Um, well, sometimes, but not much. Yeah, not much homework. He also taking a, another class, the elite team class at the yeah. area chess, and sometimes they give homework, but not usually. Okay, although it sounds like you guys have find plenty of stuff to do on your own chess wise. Yeah, yeah. You, do you want to talk about what you've been studying recently? In chess? Yeah. You, you well, reading? I I've been uh, I've been reading a little bit about the Dorevsky end uh, end game manual, and we also. We also use Chess Tempo, and we've actually been using this for quite a bit since May of 2015. We it's it just uh, a site. There's just standard mixed and Brits. Brits is like we have to go quickly. If these we, are, these if are all tactics. Okay. Yeah. In Brits, you have to go quickly, and if you because if if you go way over the average time, you're just gonna drop rating, and. And some of the puzzles are actually sort of hard. It dep- if they're but you really don't hard. do much blitz tactics. Yeah, he mostly does mixed mix and standard. Mixed is fun. If you go over five minutes, you might not gain as much as as much as the as much as um if you don't go over five minutes. But if you go like ten, fifteen minutes, you might drop, or you probably drop. But for standard, there's no time limit. But there's this three-day estimated rating for standard, for and the time limit affects that. Okay, and what's your current estimate on there? About twenty-three, low twenty-three hundreds. Wow, yeah. that is incredible. Uh, so, Christopher, when you play in tournaments, uh, do you um, tend to be a fast player, or do you use a lot of your time? I usually use a lot of my time, but I seem to be getting better at rapid recently. I'm sort of getting good at it. Playing uh, but he's still <laughs> getting... T- doesn't really matter what time control he's at. He's always getting into time trouble for some reason. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, as a, as a teacher, uh, I also... I teach kids to chess for a living and I'm always happier I would rather have a kid who thinks too much than thinks too little the problem is he, he doesn't get to think much in the end game because he has so little time left <laughs> right yeah and and yeah you can make critical mistakes and uh, definitely need to, to over time learn the skill of uh, figuring out when when thinking is appropriate and when it isn't it's something I'm still working on but uh but it seems like it's the the time trouble isn't holding you back too much, Christopher. Well, yeah, because sometimes I play very well under time pressure. Some sometimes, yeah. And, and better than most people, I think. And because he pressure. spends so much time in the middle game, he often gets pretty good positions in the middle game. Though in the openings, um, um, he he's not doing too well in the openings right now. Okay. Well, that's uh, you can always learn that, and if you. You know, it always changes, so it's going to require work either way. So, um, and I'm sure your coach can help you with that as well. Um, 
So speaking of your coach, I know that you guys live in the Bay Area, which is a bit of a chess hotbed. So I was surprised to, to read that most of your coaches, uh, both um, coach Grandmaster Kachian and I know you worked with Bruce Pandolfini, uh, that most of your work has been on Skype. So could you talk a little about uh, how that came to be? And then I'd like to, I'm also curious um, how, how you like Skype lessons, Christopher. So well, We are quite far away from them. We're like, for Malik, it's like five hours or five and a half hours or even six hours by car drive. Bruce lives in New York, so we, yeah, we just can't. We, it's not, we're just way too far for us. Right. Well, but Young, I was surprised a little bit that you, uh, that you chose to, to pick teachers for Christopher that you use via Skype rather than some of the local coaches in the area. So we, we initially had local coaches. Um, uh, our very first coach was I am Emery Tate for about a month or, or two, but, um, that didn't work out. And then we had, um, until he got to about 1700, his main coach was local. He had small group lessons with a coach named Wei Lu in the Bay Area, um, and once a week. Um, and uh, that was his primary coach. But then after a while, you know, he got too strong. Um, so we, we, we looked for grandmaster and, and master level and higher level coaches. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it kind of worked out that way. I mean, we would have preferred, I think, a local coach, but um, we um, we found Melik, and he, he, you know, he had a good rapport with uh, Christopher, so we decided to go with him, even though he was long distance. Bruce was kind of interesting because, um, well, because from my college days, I, I read a lot of Bruce's books, and uh, and so I contacted him. Um, um, and we got together at Nationals in Nashville one year, and Bruce really liked uh, Christopher and wanted to coach him. Um, but he had never coached anyone long distance before, so we actually actually set up Bruce for Skype. So we taught him how to use Skype. Oh, that's funny. And Bruce Brandolfini, of course, as you mentioned, you read his books, and he's he's a chess teaching legend. So do you do you mind sharing a little bit of what type of stuff he uh, worked on? Either Christopher or Young uh, could answer this. Yeah. yeah. You want to tell? I think he's he um, he's a little more. He doesn't look quite as much on the positional stuff. More more like on the tacti- tactical stuff. But a lot of times he plays games with me, or we look at famous games from eighty, even ninety, or a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. most of the time that's what they do. They go over. Classic uh, games, and he, he does. He tells you about personal stuff, yeah, as well as asking you to find find moves, find tactics. Okay, and Chris, Christopher, do you have a, fa- a favorite chess player? Maybe Magnus Carlsen or Gary Kasparov, even even Fisher. Well, may, in terms of chess wise, maybe I don't know. Probably Kasparov, though. So, yeah, those are those are good choices, and I know you. I saw you mentioned the Kasparov Topolov game as one of your your favorites somewhere. So, young. One of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, the what it's like being a parent. Uh, what it's like diving into figuring out uh, the travel schedule for Christopher, um, and how you make decisions about what to play him in. 
and budgeting and so on and so forth. So could you, for any parents or interested teachers who are listening, could you tell us a little bit about how you approach this unique problem? Yeah, sure. Um, and I think about it every day. Uh, yeah, last night I spent a few hours trying to work out his schedule up through the fall. And um, so right now, it depends on what your current goal is. Right now our goal is for him uh, um, the next step is for him to become a international master, but that's going to take a few years, likely. Um, but w- to get there, we need him to um, get FIDE rating points. So we're not uh, so concerned about the USCF rating anymore. And um, so I'm, I was just looking for events where um, a FIDE rating, rating is available. Um, Fortunately, in the Bay Area, we have at least once, one a month, um, and sometimes twice a month, uh, FIDE-rated events. And so I'm putting those into the calendar. Of course, there's the big national events. Um, we're going to the big uh, spring nationals in Nashville this year, maybe a super nationals. Um, we're also going to uh, World Cadets in, uh, I think, in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia this wow. year. Wow. Um, and... Uh, no, wait. No, it's not Colombia. Where is it? <laughs> it's somewhere in South America. Is, but it, I don't is think... it Brazil? Or... Oh, it's Brazilia. Know. It's in Brazilia. Oh, yeah. Brazilian. I, I believe that's right. So, no, not Colombia, but Brazilia. Um, uh, and that's in August. Uh, and the reason why we were homeschooling um, was not so much the extra hours for chess, but because of his travel schedule for tournaments. Um, not uh, the world youth in particular, because that takes a usually a couple of weeks or three weeks out of uh, his school, uh, as well as uh, the big national events. And um, unfortunately, the schools here in California are not very accommodating to the schedule. Um, so we, we just decided to do the homeschooling. But uh, this, this next year, um, the world use is in August. And so it doesn't interfere with school very much. So we're thinking of putting him back in public school, but we'll see. Yeah, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem just that you should have to make your decision about whether or not to homeschool him based on one three week tournament <laughs> that's important for his his chess development. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's, the schools get paid based on your, your kids' attendance, and they don't get anything if the kids miss a certain number of days a year. So, so you know. They will kick you out and take somebody else who, yeah. who will um, spend more days in school, unfortunately. Right. Well, I, I hope that you guys can figure something out. So, so Christopher, do you enjoy the travel for chess? Yeah. You you like riding on airplanes? Mm, not really. <laughs> yeah. He's especially, no, I'm not afraid of them, but I especially don't like the long flights. No, I just don't want to go on them. But short flights aren't that bad, really. Okay. And what yeah. about staying at I home? Would- I don't like airplane fights. What about uh, staying at hotels? Do you enjoy that, Christopher? Yeah, most mostly, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Nice. I enjoy that a lot, is what I mean. And do you have, like, a little group of friends uh, that you get to see when you travel to tournaments? Yeah, most of the time. You have uh, one, one friend in particular on the East Coast you, you like a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know you've been to a couple of uh, Greg Shahadi's um, U.S. chess schools. How was that experience for you, um, Christopher? It was. It was fine. It was good. It was fine to uh, 
Yeah, to go to the U.S. chess schools with a lot of other talented kids. Do you get nervous during your big games, Christopher, like when you were trying to win the master title or if you're yeah. playing at nationals, you do? Sometimes, sometimes a little bit, but I don't know, not that much all the time, really. He seems to get less nervous than his opponents, which is a good thing now. That, that is good, yeah. Yeah, Magnus Carlsen would be proud of that, I'm sure. Um, and Christopher, do you have brothers or sisters? No. Okay. But I have a few cousins, but I don't have brothers or sisters. Okay. I'm sure that makes things slightly less uh, logistically complicated for you, young. I, I sort of have a brother, which, which is um, Chung and Anga. He's, uh, he's, much, he's much older, but sort of a Korean brother. Like in, in Korea, they would call him a brother to me, right? Yeah. Well, he was, uh, he was our nephew. And yeah. he lived with us uh, all through his high school years, but he's in college now. Okay. And does he play chess? Uh, no. Okay. So more like a, like a family friend? Yeah. So I saw in the Lee Chess interview, Young, that you mentioned that um, uh, Coach Pandolfini was able to give you a discounted rate and that you probably wouldn't have been able to make it work otherwise. So I was curious if uh, if it's a strain for you to to pay for all this travel. I know that a lot of... And parents would probably listen to this and be curious because they want the best for their kids, but it's got to be hard when um, you start to get better and the the expenses start to pile up. Yeah, it's, it's getting more and more ex- expensive. So, you know, we're considering uh, sponsorship or, or something um, uh, because, you know, I, I'm retired, but, you know, I, I didn't really figure <laughs> in all these chess expenses uh, – when we when I retired, and so it's, it's starting to drain on the retirement fund a bit. Right. Yeah. And so we'll see. I mean, right now we can we can support ourselves, but uh, it'd be great to get some extra support, uh, especially when he does go for the international titles like IM and GM. Um, when we're going to have to travel even even more than we are now. And do you have any ideas of how you would go about looking for sponsorship if uh, if you decided to go down that road? Yeah, people have approached us. Some what, somebody suggested a fan club for Christopher, but I said he's a little young for that. Um, uh, but then somebody suggested maybe some kind of booster club. I'm not sure exactly how that would work, but that that sounds a little bit more reasonable than a, than a fan club. Yeah, I mean, there's sites like Patreon where you can just. Uh, uh, have them donate to a specific event or donate to a year of chess or something like that. So, yeah, I don't think uh, it has to be a fan club per se, although, Christopher, you're, you are getting quite a fan club, especially for your chess announcing. So, yeah. So I, I know I enjoy watching the teams. It seems like you're um, you're really a good uh, team member for, for Bay Area Chess. Yeah. Do you know a lot of the players, Christopher? Yeah, especially I know Daniel Nerojski. I, but even before before the lead team, I heard about Christian Krilla. Uh and I also know a lot of the other players now. Like I didn't know Fike before. He's one of the teachers for the intermediate team in Bay Area Chess. On the bay, on in the yeah, 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 the and, and, yeah, and you know Timu and Ivan from the Barrier Chess team, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he knows a lot of them. 
And how much have you gotten to play for them? I know that you're... What's your FIDE rating, Christopher? Um, well, it's only like 2,078 right now. Yeah, for the, for the purpose of the league, he's actually only 1,800 and something. Because that's why he was back in September when they froze the ratings for the league. Um, but, um, but I guess they use a minimum of 2,000 for the league um, rating averages. So he's technically 2,000 for the league. Okay. But yeah, he, he's he's gained a couple hundred points since then, officially. Yeah. So getting back to your studying a little bit, Christopher, if you study two to four hours a day, how do you, uh, or Young, if you're helping him with this, how do you guys decide what to spend um, the time on each day? Um, we do a lot of the a lot of the similar stuff. We usually do a the a chest tempo almost every day, or almost at least every two days. So, yeah, so I, we've been focused mostly on tactics, um, and that's always been the case. Um, although now we do a little bit more endgame, especially if he does the rest, reads the rest of the endgame manual about anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half. Um, tactics, maybe one, one to one and a half, sometimes two hours. Um, and what else do you do? We, we he, watched a lot, he watched a lot of chess videos. I, I'm not sure exactly what he's watching, but he likes to watch chess videos on, on YouTube and on chess.com. Oh, blindfold, yeah. And more and more we've been doing, um, he's been playing blindfold games. Um, and uh, we do that in a couple of different ways. One is with, against the, the Magnus app, Play Magnus app. Um, I will actually you know, tell him the moves Magnus is making and then he will tell me what moves he wants to make. Um, and then the other blindfold activities he's, he's sometimes done is um, he's played a, a blitz online on chess.com in their blindfold mode. Well, that's only actually a few times. Yeah, that, that's tougher for him. I think the pure blindfold's probably better. So is the I actually haven't seen the chess.com blindfold mode. Is it just a blank board or how does it work? Yeah, blank the blank board. You you choose the piece style and the piece, there's a blindfold piece style. And then you move by tapping the the start square and the destination square. Okay. And uh Christopher, how what age uh I'm curious both from a blindfold level and just if you play it for fun, what age Magnus are you playing on the Play Magnus app? Usually eleven years, six months or seven months. Yeah, blind blindfold. That's blindfold and on um, he'll also play in regular around twelve years okay. in non blindfold mode, but in blindfold eleven years, seven months. Wow, so it sounds like you're pretty good blindfolded, Christopher. Actually not really I'm getting better at it, yeah, but I can't really always play really one game fully. That can sometimes be hard for me. Well you I'm getting better at it actually. good for you. I do think that that's a really important way for um for a, a kid like you, you know, you know, I know you've said that your your goal is to become world champion. So, the sooner you you work hardcore on a visualization like that, the better. Although he really hates <laughs> he hates blindfold chess, unfortunately. Well, as a parent, that's probably a sign that he needs to do it some, right? <laughs> yeah, I tell him, yeah, if you're not good at it, then you do more of it. But he, he's pretty good at it. Uh, he beat his uh, GM coach blindfolded. Uh, well, I'm pretty good at it only if I keep the position. Right, yeah, but that's what makes it so beneficial is it's just the hardest work you can do. Uh, and, you, you know, you to be the best in the world, you have to push yourself. So it's great that you're doing it, Christopher. Yeah. 
Well, have one one other question I had for you guys. I think I only have a couple more, but uh, have you had any negative experiences with chess? I had like it felt really negative when I blundered my rook and I completely <laughs> yeah. for the master record, but eventually I recovered. Uh, by a, by a day, I was mostly recovered. So. Yeah, it's good that you had another tournament coming right up. Yeah, we we were playing like almost almost every single day in a tournament or every two days to try to beat the master record. Uh, and do you have any? I know you mentioned that you like you even before announcing chess for the pro chess league. You were interested in YouTube and possibly being some sort of YouTube star. So Christopher or Young, do you guys have any plans of putting out any um? Anything YouTube related uh, or any long-term plans about it once the Pro Chess League winds down? Maybe a lot of some. Maybe I can comment if we make the semifinals or if we actually make the finals, I can do commentary on that. But we still haven't figured out my YouTube channel yet, but it will probably very likely be just about game analysis and a lot of chess-related things. Yeah, he's always talked about having a YouTube channel. <laughs> We've been a little reluctant to start it, but uh, maybe. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I'm sure that, I I mean, you've got a lot of uh, adult fans, Christopher, but I think kids, especially as you continue to get older, by the time you're a teenager, I think kids that are younger would definitely love to see you analyze your games. Yeah. And it's a good way to stay sharp. I mean, I'm sure you're analyzing your games anyway, but sometimes talking about them can make you see something that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I see that happen with some grandmasters analyzing their games. All of a sudden they see that, oh, I could have done that while trying to analyze their games. Right. And instead of thinking it was an immortal game, they just thought that they could have won much more easily. Right. So, Young, as a parent, I was also curious if, if you've had any negative experiences uh, br- bringing uh, Christopher into the chess world and, and watching his chess grow. Well, it's, it's, there's always ups and downs. Uh, you know, um, there was a time when he, his, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't doing that well. And, um, you know, I was wondering whether the coaches were teaching him the right stuff. And at that time, we had two GM coaches, and uh, they were kind of teaching conflicting stuff. So um, we did, uh, we parted ways with one of the GM coaches, and then we just had one. And I think that's worked out a lot better. Um, uh, but, you know, I think really um, kids have natural ups and downs, and... Uh, it probably would have worked itself out in any way, but uh, one thing I know is he always plays better when he plays aggressively, and uh, at that point he he was not playing very aggressively, and we we got we got him to start playing aggressively again. And um, well, I played some relatively good positional games, but my best games, but not many of them, but my best, almost all my best games just come from sacrificing or just t- very good. Tactical vision. Yeah, I know that uh, Greg Shahadi, who worked with you at the U.S. Chess School, said that you're you're very good tactically. Um, so it makes sense that you would want to play games uh, that are pretty open. One other question I had, another uh, nugget I came across in, in reading about uh, Christopher is you you mentioned young that Christopher had trouble following simple directions, which you had also read about or seen uh, Magnus Carlsen's father mention. Is that still the case? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chess, you know, chess comes so easy for him, but so many other things, he has a little problem. <laughs> but, 
He's getting better. Okay. And are there any things that you think that that you and Christopher's mother, like if you would describe your sort of um, your uh, aptitudes, what are, what are you two good at and what are you less good at? Like where are your natural strengths in terms of uh, academically fo- focused activities? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about my wife first. Uh, so she teaches Korean and she has a PhD in linguistics. So she's good with languages, obviously. And, you know, she's surprisingly good at chess. She's played very little chess. But, you know, I would say that when she started or at least when she started playing with my myself and and my son, she was maybe nine hundred level. Nine hundred level? <laughs> no, four hundred. No, it's better than that. Because I played her. I I played her. I'm fifteen hundred, and I played her, and she was pretty good. I mean, it's just like okay, she maybe she has some natural talent for it if she actually well, took it up seriously. Well, these days it's just not these days. Yeah. I okay. That, yeah, but okay. she's, yeah, she's not that. She was she was good for somebody that never studied chess for sure. Yeah, Christopher, you shouldn't talk trash about your mother on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> keep, yeah. keep, keep that quiet in the household. But uh, and so, and so and she, she has a little musical talent too, and I think Christopher has some of that. I have no musical talent. My talent. Well, I was so I, you know I studied both math and English literature in, in college, and uh, um. So I, I love reading. I love words, and that's why I got into Scrabble. I love crossword puzzles, uh, um, but I also love math, and that's I became. That's why I became a computer programmer. Um, and I read a lot, and but unfortunately, that's not something Christopher likes to do. He doesn't like to read anything, <laughs> really. Yeah. Like maybe some comic books, kind of stuff. But uh, what about chess books? I, I, not like I like to read them, but I am reading the Dorefsky engine manual right now. Okay, but, but you haven't read a ton of chess books. You've mostly done tactics as you've studied. Yeah. I've done like one, ta- sort of one, ta- I think that I might have done this a little bit of, um, I've done a lot of, a bit of the Polgar book about the tactics a long time ago. The Susan Polgar book, right? Yeah. That okay. was a for me now. Right. Okay. It was. I think that it helped me. Yeah. I read a lot more chess books than you. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure you. I'm sure you tell him, young, how lucky he is that he's able to learn without reading books because we didn't really have a choice. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot of videos. I mean, he watches those videos, so I. Uh, maybe that's the way of the future. People won't be reading chess books anymore. Well, I think it's a big part of why Christopher and why this record keeps getting broken and why Christopher is so strong is just doing doing online tactics is just so efficient um, as compared to setting up a board. And obviously, there's something to be said for setting up a board and looking at one position in depth. But in terms of just getting repetitions in, there's... Uh, Real life can't compete with computers. We use books, too, for tactics because I don't, you know, it's not good for him to be moving the pieces around all the time, which is what the board kind of, or even the, the computer encourages, right? You, you can try out a move and, and, and then, but you can't really do that in a game. So um, we tried to use some book tactics, too. Yeah. Uh, what what books? There's uh, well, we've got a whole bunch of tactics books. So we we mix it up. Right now, he's uh, there's a practical chess defense, a very good book. Um, okay. Perfect your chess, also very good, especially at the at, at the master level. Okay, well, uh, 
And and Young, I don't know if you want people to be tracking Christopher down yet, but I mean, people can definitely keep an eye out for the YouTube channel, and I'll uh, if I ever come across it, if you guys ever want to promote it, um, I'll do what I can. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say, he he likes to sing, and my wife told me to tell you that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Would you like to to sing a little song before we go, Christopher? Well, I already sang it in my uh, in my podcast. Oh, you can sing it again. Oh, okay. He likes to write songs I guess, too. But. I guess, bo- I guess, I guess, um, po- I was just one of the broadcasters when, and, and our latest round of the Po Chess League, so. Okay, well, for those, for those who didn't see it, let's, let's hear it here. What about me? Oh, 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 oh. What about me? Oh, 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 oh. What about me? She's friends with a good boy. And his name is Michael, and I know they'll go so far. Michael is 26. She worked at a boy, but now she's quit his job. I guess they'll go on forever. Now she seems to forget about me, and I've called her about a million times. She never listened. She's always out with my and I know they're gone forever and it's not gonna get any better any soon. What about me? Oh, 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 oh. what about me? Oh, 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 what about me? Can they, okay, that, that's enough. Yay, that was fantastic, Christopher. Thank you. So did you write that song? Well, I didn't really work that hard on the lyrics, but I really, I liked the tune of it. Oh, you're so so modest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was great. Thanks for doing that. And thanks a lot for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. And obviously, I and I think everyone who listens will be tracking your progress and rooting for you. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Perpetual Chess. To hear more episodes, give feedback, or suggest guests, go to perpetualchesspod.com. If you like the show, please help me out by telling your friends and giving me a high rating on iTunes. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Perpetual Chess Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.